Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the Westful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is... Garrett K. Jones and my little buddy, the Mando statue. Pew, 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 pew. This is the way. Yes, this is the way. Man, uh, it's, it's sitting on my desk, and it's like... The whole thing is just made out of out of metal, and it just, man, it just it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the states, we just had a uh, Labor Day here, so congratulations to all the mothers who went through and were delivering. What? That's not. No. Oh, um, sorry. Apparently, it has something to do with unions and union. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody from SAG after was like making comments about it all day yesterday on social media yeah uh anyway uh happy labor day to all those out there who work hard and uh uh make this country make make this country run uh, um thank you guys for out there for yeah. doing, for all the hard work my dad was a union guy was a uh he didn't wasn't a union man but he worked uh for caterpillar for 30 years um my grandpa was a railroader so uh both you both you know union union workers so thank you out there for all your all the hard workers out there yep uh but we're not here to talk about that no we uh, we are here to talk ahsoka episode three and i think this is going to be an interesting one because i already see that from the little bit that me and you have kind of talked about online uh we might have some differing of opinions and i yeah. have some i have some things to say uh <laughs> about a couple of things and um well i mean let's just let's just get right into it they're yeah on the run i mean well, not on the run but they're heading towards uh a planet they're yeah they're heading, heading towards the denab system which interestingly enough the denab system is also a system listed in star trek i this is what happens when you let J.J. Abrams cross over. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, John, what were your thoughts on uh, on Ahsoka Episode 3? I'm, I'm really kind of curious. For... I, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously there are better TV, you know, episodes of Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars that we've seen. Um, but overall, I wasn't, I thought it was, I like the space battle. I like the the fight. I like the the visuals of the the uh, the, the new star fighters that the um, Imperial remnant that seem to be using. They reminded me very much of the old World War II warbirds. Uh, almost look like the like the uh, uh, the Thunderbolt fighters. Um, I like those. Uh, I I actually liked the 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 tra- uh, little bit of the training montage that we got with Ahsoka. And Sabine and their conversation and seeing a little bit more of that relationship um, was was good. And I even liked the the little bit at the beginning with the and I know a lot of people don't like politics in their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I do, and I liked seeing the the bickering and seeing you know what's going on with the New Republic and how frustrating that you know for it was for someone like Hera to be stymied at every step of the way and by 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 politics like that i i really enjoyed that 
as those aspects of it. I, for the most part, I did enjoy the the fast paced um, nature of the episode. I think, yeah, uh, it, for what we were dealing with, it was good. Mm-hmm. The, the problem that I run into with, I mean, like, l- let me just stick with the things I liked about it. Yeah. Um, the effects were great. They, they, you know, the ships that were being used as starfighters. Um, they actually like just looking at the the design. They were very reminiscent of the kind of ship used by General Grievous when he was trying to make his escape. I thought the same. Yes. Um, so I like that continuity. I also, and while I'm not a big fan of politics in general or the bureaucracy of it, there is a point and purpose for it in Star Wars because a lot of it comes down to the political, uh, mm. you know, just the 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 hangups that people have. And that's what allowed for things in Star Wars to take place. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that they kept it short and to the point. I do too. Um, so it didn't drag on like you have in some other parts of Star Wars. Um, and the political intrigue is is good where you know where it's threaded in, so long as it's done in a way that keeps the pacing moving and you don't yeah. lose it. And it gave it gave them a reason for them to be there by themselves. It gave them an excuse, like, "Hey, we can't be here because dot dot dot. You're on your own, right?" So it gave them a storyline excuse to kind of put them in in that position. The problem I have with that, though, is it felt very contrived because, like, Hera obviously has evidence that there you know, of what was going on. I mean, clearly, I mean, the, the shipwrecking yard that they were visiting on Corellia, you know, obviously they had some, some form of security camera. They've had, they had to have, Mm -hmm. and yet not a single one of those, those politicians are like, Hey, let's take a look at the security cameras and see what exactly happened. Yeah. They'll probably trust Hera, but you know, it's, you got to do your due diligence. And if, if you're in charge of, you know, assigning military assets, uh, to stuff like this, why wouldn't you take the the necessary steps to do that? Unless, of course, these are senators who are corrupt and still have a you know a backing yeah. for the the empire. Yeah, which would be cool to see, you know, because most of the stuff that we've seen, as far as like the the political backing, we don't. You know, this is the first time we've seen dissidents who are like, yeah, long live the empire, right? Um, so I thought that was kind of a neat, uh, a neat function in the last couple of episodes where I get, where I get a little bit frustrated was in the dog fighting. It felt like it, like it felt very protracted. Mm. Like it went on t- way longer than it needed to. On top of that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna start nitpicking here because I just cannot help myself. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, that's what that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. We're uh, nerds. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, Ahsoka leaves the ship. So, like they're like they're shot. They're, they're the ship is adrift because they their shields are down. They've been damaged and their power systems have have shorted out. Right. Um, and those those dogfighters the, the starfighters are like zooming around trying to shoot them but they seem to take an awfully long time to circle back and yeah. and 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 you know destroy this very helpless ship in the midst of of this of this uh fight 
meanwhile, Ahsoka has the time to A, leave the cockpit, B, uh, get into a spacesuit that fits over her horns. Yeah. How do you seal that up with just one person? Okay, because most spacesuits require at least another person to help you in and out. Um, So she's so she takes that time and then she goes out for a spacewalk on the side of the ship to deflect blaster bolts. Yeah. And it's like, I get the point of this, but like the visualization doesn't take into account that when you have a space battle in space, you're not just dealing with three dimensions. You're dealing with four dimensions because gravity is not a thing. You could theoretically have like, it's like it's like those starfires were targeting the one place where she was. Yeah. When it would have been so much easier for them to go to the underside of the ship where she is not and shoot it out. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. I did I did notice that that they seemed to be very focused on her, you know, one small person instead of the big giant the, yeah, it's not a huge ship, but it's big enough for them to live on. Yeah, to focus on that instead of the one person with the with the weapon that can deflect laser bolts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was that, and then then there's the physics of actually fighting in space with yeah. a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and and uh, speaking of lightsabers, I kind of want to go back. To this. So like, um, I watch uh, the Critical Drinker, and this wasn't something that ever occurred to me until I saw this video. He did a video in just the last few days about what would actually happen if you got stabbed by a lightsaber mm-hmm. just from like a physics perspective like a lightsaber burns at like 4000 degrees fahrenheit or something like that yeah which would not only like cauterize and liquefy flesh on contact it would also create enough enough um, heat to depressurize your body and cause you to explode so the fact that sabine just walks away from a, you know an abdomen stab like that when we've seen in Star Wars people getting killed with that kind of a cut, mm-hmm. that nah. so anyway, but plot armor is going to plot armor. Right. The other thing that I have a problem with this, and this is something that was pointed out by, I, I want to say it was Nerdstalgic, but or no, it was it was in an article I read. Sorry, it's not a video. Um, it it feels like the shows are are basically just giving away Star Wars' greatest and most rare currency, which is the Force. Like, since Episode Seven, we've had this, this issue mm-hmm. popping up where just about anybody can be Force-sensitive. And so, like, you look at you look at what happened in Episode 7, 8, and 9, you know, Scott, uh, Ray is, like, she's a nobody. No one knows where she's coming from and how she's got this force power. And they lean into that during episode eight, where they where Kylo says, oh, yeah, you're a nobody. You're just, you know, your parents sold you off to get drinking money. But then they completely retcon that whole thing by making her a Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, or at least the child of a clone of Palpatine. And that becomes problematic because then, as we're moving through you know, this series, I mean, they're like, people are, are going back to episodes of Rebel saying, oh yeah, there there's hints and, and, and tips all along that Sabine was force sensitive. We never saw any of that. Yeah, right. Never saw any of that. Yeah. Um, and even the fact that, that Hu Yang is saying she has such poor connection to the force. Right. 
there should be no way that she'd be able to use anything. So why is this an, an, an anticipation? So it doesn't it doesn't make sense in the the larger scope of yeah yeah I can I can see that I mean and there has been uh, people wondering you know the question is what does this mean for midichlorians is this the end of um, the midichlorian count idea and yeah I will and this this is this is what I. So, because I wanted to actually wanted to talk about about that and my thoughts on are is Disney is Star Wars trying to get rid of midichlorians and I say no because and let, me, let me explain when Qui Gon and back in Episode One when Qui Gon first mm-hmm. mentions about about midichlorians and this is something that people get wrong all the time and I've got this wrong too midichlorians are not the Force no. I think people always seem to think that midichlorians are the force. No, his quote is, and I, I, I'm just giving this some memories. When Anakin asks him what midichlorians are, he says they are microscopic organisms that are in all living beings. And that's the key, all living beings that help a Jedi. Basically, they help a Jedi with their connection to the force. So if they are in all living beings, that would mean include, you know, not just Jedi, they're in everything that anyone should theoretically with the right training Mm -hmm. be able to have some sort of a connection it's just a matter of those who are jedi because they have more more midichlorians they're able to connect to it easier and quicker the way i think of it is like this a jedi's connection to the force is like having a high-speed fiber optic cable connection to it whereas someone like sabine who might have a low has basically two plastic cups and a string and that's 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 how i kind of look at the connection like they still have the ability i mean the you know the theoretical ability to be able to connect to it it's just it will be a lot harder and they don't have as strong as they they wouldn't have a strongest connection because they have a yeah. low count. They still have a count because he clearly states all living beings have midichlorians. Right. So well, I think in that within that sense, you can argue that, well, yeah, she should be able to have some, perhaps some connection. It would just be a lot harder. And, you know, that uh, it wouldn't be as easy for her as someone who was a Jedi who already had a high midichlorian count because she wouldn't have that strong of a connection to the midichlorians, which would not give her a strong of a connection to the Force. Right. Well, and then and then you've got the the other factor to that is that like based on the description that Hu Yang gives her, like if she does have midichlorians, if it even though it's not being talked about specifically, you know it. It's, in her, basically, those microscopic organisms are virtually like extinct, or at least an endangered yeah. species within her, because her force ability is so yeah. nil that it's it's not even an issue. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, I mean, she, I mean, she does have the the raw fighting ability, right? And that, but that comes from years of being a Mandalorian. Yeah, right yeah. And so, but and, but that's the thing is that. As, as much of a raw fighter as you are, force the force abilities account for 
the extension of that because like look at look at uh, Anakin Skywalker for example he didn't join the order until he was what eight nine years old maybe older than right. that and he had no fighting ability but he quickly progressed as as a combatant because that was something that he excelled at it was a physical thing like everything about Anakin is he is a he is very much a visual and hands-on learner yeah and yeah. so which is why he did so well with building things which is why he did so well with rebuilding lightsabers after he kept losing them or getting them destroyed which is why he did so well with anything hands-on and, mm -hmm. and martial arts of any kind you know people who are hands-on learners will excel at that yeah um yeah. whereas if you're whereas sabine is definitely a visual learner because of that artistic nature to her but she also talks things out and and stuff like that so she has different learning characteristics or modalities and so no one warrior or combatant is going to be exactly the same mm. um, yeah, yeah it's i'm interested to see where they go um with it Mm -hmm. I've heard I've heard one theory. I want to get your thoughts on this. That we will eventually see Sabine use the Force, but it will be the dark side. I don't think so. That I really be, don't like, like, or at least like at least some sort of a like. I don't see her necessarily turning to the dark side and becoming evil, but I can see her something happening and her emotions. You know, being a Mandalorian, have you know being very emotional of of losing her cool and doing something much like when uh in uh, um rise of skywalker when ray destroyed the ship but see, a, in a moment of just like right fear or and I, and I, and anger I, not necessarily I, that she'll turn but that she'll do something and something will come out and something will happen and it'll be that holy crap what i what did i just do and it will terrify her. Well, concerning the fact that this week we're at the halfway point yeah. of the series, like I, I would hope to God that they don't do that. And and, and the yeah. reason for that is because one, if they do, it feels like they're they're riffing on a greatest hits album or right. quasi greatest hits album. Um, two, like we're three episodes in. She tried moving a cup, couldn't do it. Was told yeah. she doesn't have the skill to do it. Or the ability. Um, so, And this is coming from a droid that's thousands of years old and would know if a Jedi is capable of doing that or someone with the Force is capable. Yeah. Of doing that. She is not. Um, and it doesn't fit in line with her character. Um, like, Ahsoka said it best in this episode. She just, wants a, uh, she just wants Sabine to be Sabine. She just wants her to be herself. And I don't know why like the producers are at this point where like, hey, let's shoehorn in this whole plot point because right. we're making it all about Sabine and less about Ahsoka. Right, right. The thing that I want to talk to you about was how are you feeling about the performances? Because what I'm seeing, like during the conversation that's taking place during the, the space battle, nothing feels urgent. Yeah. Like, none of the conversation feels like there's any level of emotionality to it. It feels like it's very wooden and mm. like the delivery, the pacing of it 
it feels like this would be the kind of thing that would be like the tone is there, the, the tone of voice is there, but the facial expressions and the body language does not match up. And right. so it feels like the vocal performance would be the kind that you would see in an animated series, not live action. Hmm. What are your thoughts? I, yeah, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I definitely see the, I, I don't want to say wooden performance, but just kind of, yeah, I, Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but yeah, I definitely can see what you what you're saying. Um, and I mean that I I don't want to give excuses for for it, but yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. Like it, I, I, I really want to like this show. My concern is that it is not the show itself is not going to. I don't feel like it's going to pull Star Wars out of the funk that it's been in for the last few years. Yeah, especially with what we've seen with like Book of Boba Fett and Mando season three, and Obi Wan. It's just it's not like the the it's not there and we're we're seeing these title characters these legacy characters being used as platforms to either by day following to shoe him shoe in all shoehorn in all these characters that he loved from you know from the legends or for some other creative person to just like you know, do whatever they want because they think it's cool to work on a star wars project without really knowing star wars right and again, I don't know how much of this is coming from from the production side of things, or uh, you know, with regards to like the executives. But I am uh, I'm a little flustered by the fact that this show has great potential, and I don't think it's maximizing that potential. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we're like you said, we're at the half, we're, we're at the halfway point. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping things um, turn around, turn around the next three episodes. I think, I do think that Hera did a good job of painting, painting just how dangerous Thrawn was. Um, and her little speech when she's talking to this, to this, the, that Senate committee, um, so I'm hoping that we get that in the next episode that we'll see just how, you know, we'll, we'll get to see that. Um, right. And I'm also hoping uh, just, just, just for my own personal amusement that Hugh Yang makes a comment about knowing a doctor. That would, would be fun. I would be, be or, or something about, or, or getting out of, or uh, getting out of the box or something yeah. like that. Make, well, make a call about knowing a doctor. One, one of the things that's that I think gets really, I don't know. I'm like I said, my biggest concern, and I mentioned this last week, is I'm really hoping that by the end of episode four, we'll have physically seen Thrawn. Because like, yeah. if if we don't by halfway through the series, all of Hera's talk about how dangerous Thrawn is 
is just throwaway exposition because then we don't have enough time to see him be a threat. Yeah. Because what, like, what's the big plan? I mean, right now the big bad is, is uh, Elsbeth, mm-hmm. and she. The only reason why she is a threat is because she has two dark Jedi working as mercenaries for her and a, an Imperial Inquisitor, and we haven't seen much of them. They would pose much more of a threat. Yeah. If, so. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm just hoping that it comes around that it, it gets stronger, but I'm, I'm not really holding out that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will see here in a few hours. As well, yeah, it, it goes live uh, in less than an hour. Yeah, as we record, recording this on a Tuesday, uh, about s- almost seven o'clock central time right now so it's yeah um i mean what are your kind of thoughts on what you're hoping to see for episode four i think you already kind of said that yeah i'm 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 hoping to see thrawn like the other thing is like i'm really hoping that uh i don't have the same reaction that i had last week when i was watching episode three uh and and the reason being is because as soon as it went to credits at the end of the episode my response was wtf that's it like it was a short episode we had more time in the first two episodes than we did in this one episode yeah and i'm like why yeah yeah i do hope i would like to see more consistency with the time with the time between the episodes where where you're not having like one episode's almost an hour, another episode's 40 minutes, then the third episode is 20 minutes or 25 minutes, and then the next episode will be 35 minutes. You know, let's keep it consistent. Yes. Running and time. that's and that's the problem that it hasn't been consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to see uh just you know, again, like you said, I think we both said we want to see Thrawn. We want to see him be that threat. And we want to see, you know, we want enough time for them to get in a position, get in a position where they think all hope is lost and then have, have time to come up with a plan that's, you know, believable. Instead of just having it all happen in one episode. Right. You know, I, I do hate that when the big bag comes in the last episode, they're like, oh, how are we gonna fight? How are we gonna fight this? And then you know it's super easy, it's barely an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. It should not be an inconvenience for them to 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 fight Thrawn. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It should be like yeah. this should be something that that um like creates a wound for them like vader i mean the reason why he he is the ultimate villain because if you go back to it vader like he caused tons of damage just by what the choices he makes um single-handedly i mean just going back to the the you know the original trilogy he is he has wiped out most of the people on 
Leia's ship. He takes her hostage. Um, he scuttles the ship and destroys it. He sends people to go uh, kill his own aunt and uncle, or his, I'm sorry, his half-brother and, and sister-in-law. And while he probably didn't know it was them, like he was the one who probably gave the order. Yeah. Um, so he killed his own family, not whether he realizes it or not. He attempted to kill his own son. He attempted to kill uh, his own daughter. Um, he cut off his son's hand. He killed his son's mentor, his former mentor. And, and that's just that's just in two movies. Yeah. Huge, huge impact on the characters. And then when we get to, to Return of the Jedi, we find out that there's there's something worse than Vader. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. That was one and of my still one of my favorite hero. scenes. And it wasn't even the hero that stops the Emperor, it was the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as we wrap things up, of course, we want to get your thoughts on what you thought of episode three. Uh, yep, so once this goes, leave comments down below on the Facebook page. Remember, here at GNN, we are fueled by fans, and we want to get your thoughts on episode three of, of Ahsoka. So leave a comment in the comment section whenever this goes on face on the Facebook page, whenever this goes up. Um, Garrett, why don't they tell the people out there where you can find you at? Well, you guys can find me at uh, GKJ Publishing, GKJ underscore publishing on both X and Instagram, uh, where I talk about my books. I talk about uh, my my show, The Right Way, which is coming up with season six. Uh, the premiere is October 7th at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on my show, uh, which is called The Right Way. We do uh, book recommendations, author interviews, and creative writing tips, and it's going to be fun. Some new uh, formatting things that we're doing uh, in this in this new season, but it is going to be an absolute blast. In fact, I was just filming the season premiere uh, this morning. Nice, nice. Yeah. As for us here, of course, if you want to email us, you can do so, warthestars1 at gmail.com. There's also our Twitter handle on x still can't get used to saying that I just uh, call it twix. twix yeah twix uh -huh. <laughs> yeah um all of the social media check us out at war of the stars a star wars podcast also check us out on gnn we are the official uh war of the star gnn is the official home of war of the stars so check that out and check out all the podcasts on geek news now uh, I want to give a special shout out to the guys at the, um, I, I can't remember the name of the show I was on yesterday, the uh, the the, um, the sports, um, sports Captain's Log and Lightsabers Light uh, for having me on to talk about um, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds Season 2. That was a lot of fun, had a lot of fun doing that. And then uh, being a guest on the live stream sports show yesterday was a lot of fun talking my Chicago Bears and fighting Illini a little bit and just sports in general. 
it was that was a lot of fun too and um also if you want to support the show patreon.com forward slash war of the stars check out the merch uh link is in the x profile handle description whatever it's called uh you can find the link there and that is about it so remember this is not just my star wars this is not just your star wars this is our star wars until next time may the force be with you this is the way